Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I thank God. Andrew and all the minstrels, me, all the minstrels. That was a powerful ministration. I'm not a very emotional person, but as they were ministering that song, I literally felt the time. It's not the first time it has happened. The tangible presence of God. It's like a halo around my head, my hands, and I was almost weeping. You know. The Yoruba people, we have a great saying. It's a deep saying. You know, I've always said this, and I'll keep saying it. There's some connection between Yoruba and the Hebrews and the Jews. I, I, I don't fully understand it yet, but I can see it. I can see it from the Bible and can see it from the Proverbs of our language. And I'm sure probably it's not only the Yorubas. Others too may have the same. But at least I can speak for Yorubas because I am Yoruba and I understand some of those things. The reason why you worship God and you consecrate and you give your will, your mind, your emotions and you give your life an offering to God is because you understand what he did. In our language, that means if you haven't thought deeply about what Jesus did, that is, that is when your praise and your consecration will be shallow. If you really understand and appreciate what Jesus came to do for us, nobody will be telling you to be consecrated. Nobody will be begging you to give your, you know, your body as a living sacrifice. You will do it willingly. The apostle Paul understood this. And that's why he penned those magnificent words. I believe it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He said, if all were dead, if one died for all, then were all dead, that they which live should no longer live unto themselves, but unto him that died for them and raised him from the dead. You know, most Christians, sadly, they don't appreciate these things. And I believe it's because they haven't, the word met, the word to Keonronu in Yoruba, that means to think. The Hebrew equivalent and the English equivalent be to meditate. They don't think deeply on the things of redemption. Sadly, it's very sad, you know, and it hurts God. You know, God is a person. People don't understand that. God has feelings and he can be hurt. He said so, and the Bible says he grieved him at his heart. You know, there are things that really grieve God, you know, that, you know, especially when people don't reciprocate, you know, uh, to that, to the degree to which God has gone out of his way to reach us. I was weeping when they were singing that song. How can I, a stranger of nations, who are we, Gentiles, become a part of the royal line? And be grafted into the vine. You don't know what it means. 
you've become a part of the covenant of God. I have a Jewish friend. I met him through another friend recently. If I just emailed me a few days ago, I sent him a, you know, New Year message, you know, greeting. So he emailed me back. He calls me. He said, you're my brother. Because a few, some of us, a month or two, three months ago, you know, I, I hadn't called him. So I called him, said, I apologize. I said, look, I should have been back in contact with you and all of that. His name is Judah. That's his first name. You know, I used to call him Mr. Something. He said, mm, he said, call me Judah. He said, I'm your brother. And I said to him, I said, it's, you, do you know that all Christians are brethren to the, to, uh, to the Jews? He said, he said yeah. He, he grew up in America. He lives now between New York and, uh, <clears throat> and Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. You know, he has business in Israel and he also, he's, he's American. You know, but he's Jewish. So, he, he said to me, he said, no. I said, it's in the New Testament. Apparently, he didn't know that scripture. I said, if ye be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed. And he said, what? I said, yes. Every Christian is Jewish. They just don't know it. Or accept it. We are. We're not biological Jews, but we're spiritual Jews. Jesus has grafted us into the vine. He's made us a particular royal life. Not only are you Jewish, you have been grafted into the lineage of David. The dynasty of David. For Christ is the son of David. And because we are in Christ, we now too are sons of David. And that blessing goes right back to Abraham. But God didn't stop there. He now gave us a better testament. Established upon better promises. You don't know who you are. If you knew who you are, you wouldn't live the way you live. You won't talk the way you talk. You won't act the way you act. That's the reason I'm going to share this message. Pastor Laulu, when he was making the announcements, he talked on this. On Wednesday, I taught on the narrow, you know, the straight and narrow way. And God says, it's not enough. That's what I'm to preach this Sunday. The narrow way of life. And it, you know... Even though I, I didn't plan this because they, they, they chose the songs. Pastor Andrew chose the song. I just said, yeah, this is okay. You know, the, that, the, the song just dovetails into this truth. The reason why you will accept the narrow way is because you know the price that was paid for you. When you go the broad way, you are unappreciative. You don't understand what was done for you. You don't understand what has been made available to you. So you treat it with levity. You treat it with... And there are lots of people like that. You know, the good thing about God is that God is so wise that when he was going to make us in his image and in his likeness, he made us, because he was going to make us in his image, he had to give us a free will. So that means that there was a possibility that 
we could misuse it. So he made provision for it. That was why Christ lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But he told me this many years ago. And I'm, although it's not in my notes, but I'll, I'll share it with you. He said, it's one of the reasons why I designed the tabernacle. Many Christians, you know, if you don't know your Jewish roots, you can't understand your Christianity. Your, 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 your depth, the depth of your understanding would be very shallow. The tabernacle, and then later on the temple, was a place of worship God designed. But he didn't make it on earth. He made it in heaven. It's already, it was already created. You know, after he made the angels and all of that, and the plan of redemption, this is before Jesus came. All that thing was already in heaven. Constructed by design, by built by angels and all of that. So, he now gave Moses, he took him up to the mountain and gave him the vision. So, he said, now go and build a tabernacle. He said, and build it according to the pattern that was shown you in the mount. And you know what he did? He created three components, three sections. It's deliberate, Pastor G. Very deliberate. Knowing people. Knowing what people could do with their free will. Knowing that they could misuse it. And want, not wanting to send a large number of people to hell. God is good. So he created an outer court that is very big. Then he created a holy place that is smaller. Then he created a most holy place that is even smaller. The thing God really wanted was everybody to be in the most holy place. But he knows that they may not. Just like he knew that they may fall. So he made Jesus die for us. So he said, okay, those who want to worship are far off. Let them be in the outer court. But it's their choice. Those who want to be a little bit closer to me, let them be in the holy place. But it's their choice. And those who want to be in the most holy place, let them be in the most holy place. It's their choice. It's all our choices. You're a God, you know. Elohim. That's what is in Hebrew. In Hebrew it says, in the beginning, Elohim created the heavens and the earth. Then when God made us, he made us Elohim. That's why Jesus said, I said, yeah, the, Greek, the Hebrew is Elohim. It's your choice. While you're here on earth, you make a choice. The choices you make will determine whether you're going to be in the holy place, whether you're going to be in the most holy place, whether you're going to be out of court. That's the broad way. That looks easy. But it's actually the hard way. And you know what? Sadly, majority, that's where they choose. That's why it's big. <laughs> They'll be there. They'll see God, though. Once in <laughs> Once every year during the Feast of Tabernacles, but from afar. They'll be in heaven. You know, I've shared this revelation before. This is things that we need to preach more and more because most of us are earthly minded. We're not heavenly minded. Go and check in the book of, uh, don't go there, I'll just tell you. First Kings, when Solomon was praying to dedicate the temple, 
He said, what house are we going to build for you? Watch this. He said, the heavens, even the heavens of heaven. So, everybody say heavens. So, there's not one heaven. It's like story building. Like, it's not exactly, but you know. You're in heaven, but you're not in a particular kind of heaven. In my father's house, there are many mansions, different kinds. Different kinds. The choices you make here on earth will determine the heavens you're going to reside in. You know, you'll be in heaven. You won't go to hell. You'll be fine. But he will know you from afar off. That's why you need to take particular attention to this message. If eternity means anything to you. Matthew chapter 7. And uh, uh, verses 13 and 14. That's what I will start with. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. You know, the, the, the priority we put on spiritual things many times is so low because we don't appreciate the price Christ paid and the great honor and privileges God has made us partakers of. But I'm trusting God that by some of these messages, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So you will know who you are and what has been the price that was paid. And what is it that I may apprehend? That for which I also have been apprehended. That means that I may grasp it, that I may experience it. So it won't waste in my own case. Because everybody has an individual destiny to fulfill. I can't fulfill your destiny for you. I can show you how I'm fulfilling my own. And you can copy my example, you know, so, and then go and apply what you've learned in your own life. But I can't do it for you. Every man will carry his own burden. Enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leads to destruction. And many. The Greek is a majority. That's what I was saying when I was talking about the tabernacle. Be they that go in there. At, again, you know, the usual Christian, traditional, outer court understanding. We think he's talking about unbelievers. Ah, Jesus is the way. So Jesus is the way is narrow. And then, you know, broad is the way this one is going to hell. He's not talking, he's talking to Christians. He's talking to unbelievers. Because straight, verse 14, is the gate. And narrow is the way. Which leadeth unto life. That word life there is zoe. And few. They be. That's why the holy place, the most, is small. And the outer court is large. I don't know about you. When I made up my mind, I made it up when I was a 21-year-old boy. By the grace and the mercy of God. This thing, I'm going 100%. You see, 
I made that decision when I began to understand what Jesus did and what he made available to us. Let's give E.W. Kenyon a super clap offering. That God used that man, his books, to open my eyes. Of course, I was you know, praying in tongues and all of those things, walking in love, which I learned from Kenneth Hagin. But by reading Kenyon's books, I began to understand who we are in Christ and what God has made available to us. You know what God did? I just said in this one way. He made us as close to himself as God himself could make it. Oh, you didn't get that. You know how great God is? And how wise and powerful he is. So he, in Christ, he has made us as close to God as it is possible for God to make it. Without, there is no way he could make us God. Because we are not there in the beginning. So he took out from himself. Then he made us to be as close to God. As God himself could make it. That's why we are partakers of the divine nature. You know what that means? Exactly what it says. We have access to omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. We're not intrinsically. Only the three persons of God that are intrinsically. But because of our relationship and our connection with him, even though I don't know everything, I have access to knowing anything I need to know. Because he that knows everything has not hidden anything from me. So if I need it, he will just transmit that information to me instantly. So even though I am not omniscient, I have access to omniscience. Even though I am not omnipotent, I have access to omnipotence. Even though I am not omnipresent, I have access to omnipresence. If you understood what I said, give the Lord a clap offering. Stand to your feet. Stand to your If you understood it. Ah! A man. A created being. Something is going to happen when the glory begins to manifest. People will wake up and suddenly get serious. Some will be able to make it. Some may be too late. Because they are, like I shared during the watch night service, they let them grow together. They made the choice to be tears. God didn't choose this one is going to be weak, this one is going to be tears. That's the choice of everybody. He said, and you know, at the end he said they will remove them. They'll go to heaven, no? some of them. Some may go to hell, but very few. You know, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell as much as possible. They're those who are willfully, willfully, willfully rebellious. You know, but Jen and God will wipe away their tears. They will be crying at the regret of what they could have had if they had just listened. I'm going to say this in a funny way to Pastor Luby. <laughs> but that's not just me, you know. I just listened when they were on earth. Whether to Pastor Ovi or to Kenneth Hagin or to 
we go, oh, all the other great men, oh, John Wesley, that are over, all of us, we're not saying anything different. It's the same message. But while we're here on earth, some, our hearing is mentally is dull. Paul said so, Hebrews chapter 5. We're dull of here, we don't hear. We, can't, we don't see. We don't see beyond our nose. All we see is, you know, this material blessing and this life. I like the Apostle Paul. He says, if in this life only. I said in Yoruba deliberately. What are you joking with? If in this life only we have, we have already had need to 